Hello and welcome to the uh, latest edition of my podcast, Talking Dudley South, with me, Mike Wood, Member of Parliament for Dudley South. And today I'm at uh, the Jobs and Skills Fair that I've organised at Merry Hill. It's the eighth annual Jobs and Skills Fair. I've done one every year since I was elected in, in 2015 and it's fantastic to see so many people out here looking at the jobs, the training opportunities, the other careers uh, available and great to be able to talk to so many employers training providers about the opportunities that they can offer to people looking for them. It was also good to uh, be able to welcome uh, Andy Street, our elected Mayor of the West Midlands Combined Authority. Andy's obviously doing a huge amount to improve jobs and other opportunities across the West Midlands region. And as former Managing Director of a major retail uh, store, he knows how important the right workforce is to any business but also how important it is to, uh, to make those opportunities available for local people to build the career of their dreams. Hi there, Andy Street, Mayor of the West Midlands here, and I'm delighted today to be the guest of Mike Wood, MP for Dudley South, at his jobs fair here in Merry Hill. What are some of the big companies, institutions that have got jobs here today? Well, we've got a, we've got a big range. We've got financial uh, services like Barclays and Lloyds, uh, we've got uh, manufacturing, Flannery just behind me, public sector, whether it's uh, the council, the hospital, ambulance service. Obviously, we've just been talking to the prison service uh, and the police are coming as well. Uh, so there's social care, there's retail. It's really whichever part of the economy you're interested in, we've got jobs or training opportunities that are relevant and hopefully of interest. So your message is there's something for everyone here today, whatever area you're in, whatever your qualification level you're in. Yeah, and we know that people, um, there are lots of people still trying to find the right job. We know that businesses are also desperate for the right mm, people to right. work for them. Yeah. And that's why it's important to bring them face to face. Obviously, you know from your own business experience that without the right workforce, you haven't got a business. Oh, you're so right. But you're also right that there are so many opportunities across the region. I think it's 150,000 jobs available across the West Midlands at the moment. And obviously, it's all part of... You know, the ongoing strategy to boost our economy in the black country across the West Midlands. And obviously, we've, you know, we've had more of that this week with the plans for the investment zone. So hopefully we can create even more good, well-paid jobs here for people in Dudley South and the wider West Midlands. Well, that is indeed the plan. Thank you for what you're doing to make it happen. I'm joined by Paul from uh, Flannery. Yeah, Paul, t tell us a bit about your business and the opportunities available. I oh, will do. So Flannery is one of the UK's largest plant hire companies. So we've got over five and a half thousand machines that we hire out to uh, main contractors and for big infrastructure projects in particular. Uh, the job opportunities we have at the moment uh, are really around plant, plant operators, plant drivers. So we've got num numerous apprenticeship opportunities. We've also just received um, uh, boot camp funded training directly from the DfE. So we're training new entrants to get into the industry. So that's more like a, a fast track into employment. Um, we've, uh, you know, we've got lots of uh, available opportunities at the moment. So, yeah, certainly regionally, you know, in the tens, twenties, thirties sort of number in terms of uh, current vacancies. Uh, and the beauty at the moment, yeah, because we've got our apprenticeship scheme and our boot camp scheme, we can train, uh, you know, young people or. Or, or adults that want to retrain and get into employment, we can train them to those jobs. The other, the other job opportunity is really around plant mechanics, so the plant um, maintenance side of things. So there's quite a lot of opportunities in that in that sphere as well. 
and obviously with the um, Balfour BT Operator Skills Hub, there's huge, huge demand for these skills at the moment, aren't there? I mean, yeah, there's significant shortage of plant operators. Uh, well, if you look across the construction sector, there's big shortages across all occupations, but plant operators uh, has been a big shortage for uh, a lot of years. So uh, Balfour BT and Flannery um, partnered up to then to, to uh, create the, the operator skills hub so we can then train uh, you know, operators to get into the industry themselves, you know, so, and it's a really great facility. So, yeah, I mean, we, with so many companies trying to find people with you know, very particular skills, I mean, what would your advice be to young people who are considering a job in this kind of infrastructure logistics? And yeah. I think, it, you know, I think one thing, obviously, going to college when you're 16, 17, 18, doing some sort of technical education is a good route into it. So that's one route. I think... Um, the technical side of plant, we can actually train people to do that and to do that really. So it's, it's actually about having the right attitude and uh, an aptitude to learn. So, you know, if they're reliable and they have a good attitude to, to learning, actually, I think a plant operator is a, a, good, a good job for them. I also think it's about demonstrating their transferable skills that they've learned at college or through other things they've done through volunteering or what they've learned at school. It's making sure those transferable, transferable skills are articulated to us as employers so then we can we can then take them on. So really it's about qualities rather than necessarily specific qualifications. Very much so, very much sort of individual qualities, uh, you know, you, you obviously need a level of hand-eye coordination to be a plant operator for example, but really it's about their, you know, attitude and reliability. If they've got those qualities then actually we can, we can make good operators out of them. Thanks, Thank Paul. you for inviting us. Thank you. And now I'm joined by Lee from His Majesty's Prisons and Probation Service. Well done. Uh, uh, Lee, so thanks for joining us today. No problem. What are the opportunities available in the Prison and Probation Service? We have uh, a lot of opportunities available at the moment. We've just uh, introduced last year the uh, Apprenticeship Scheme. So we're now offering a Level 3 qualification in Custody and Detention, which is a year-long uh, A-level uh, equivalent qualification in the service. There's a whole range of jobs through the civil service uh, online jobs website um, that we offer a whole range so you, you can specialise in roles once you've been an officer uh, and there's obviously a lot of administrative roles as well. And Lee, you're, you're uh, based at Grinsford which yep. is a youth defender institute yep. so obviously the kind of roles we're looking at you know it's not there's something you see from a 1970s TV show. It's not just lock them in, lock the key and walk away. No, there's a massive range to the, to, to the job. Um, the TV doesn't really do us justice. Um, you know, the, the, the media tends to sensationalise the negativity around the, the role. But actually, it's not just opening and shutting doors. It's a very wide-ranging job. Uh, that, you know, the, the prisoners in, in, in our care, they, they rely on us for effectively everything. Uh, and so you could be, uh, you know, everything from almost like social work to mental health workers, uh, emergency services, um, you name it. It's a, it's a very wide-ranging and rewarding role. And what kind of people are you looking at for these roles? People that communicate well with, you know, it doesn't have to be an academically successful. You know, there are no uh, minimum requirements for the role. What we're looking for is people that want to help somebody that have got a high level of morals and integrity and that are good communicators and interpersonal skills. And, and for people who do get a job in uh, uh, prisons and probation service, what's it for them? What are the rewards? The rewards are that we've just had um, 
a very large increase in our national starting salary. So they can now start on almost uh, £29,000 a year, uh, increasing to £32,500 if uh, they increase their hours to 41. Um, it's a very rewarding job. Obviously, we're helping people, so you get to take that away, helping people's lives. Um, and yeah, it's a good career. The, the development opportunities are, are massive. There's a lot of opportunities out there at the moment. Um, we've increased in the capacity of the prison, so as, an, as a natural effect, we ha we've got a lot more people that we're taking on. And training provided, presumably? Yeah, yeah so there's everything from your functional skills in English and maths that is provided, uh, if you haven't already got that and exempt from that, to an uh, eight-week uh, college programme, and then the, the whole first year for your probation year is, forms that, uh, that apprenticeship qualification. Fantastic. So is there any advice you'd give to whether it's young people looking to get into the jobs market or perhaps more experienced people looking for a change in career? Yeah, definitely get in touch, um, get, in, get onto the websites, do the research, find out what the job is actually about. Try not to sort of be uh, too influenced by uh, rumours and, and certain stories that they see on the TV. Do some investigating, find out, get some testimonies from the internet and actually find out what the job is really about because it is, uh, as I said, it, it's, it's, it's not something that you can really know about unless you've been there or spoken to someone who's in the role itself. There's nothing better than actually speaking to someone that's got the experience. Well, thanks again for joining us today, Lee. Thank you. Cheers, thanks. Mike. Thank you. I'm joined by Gemma from the Canal and River Trust. Gemma, tell, tell us about your role at the Canal and River Trust. Um, so I'm volunteer leader at the Canal and River Trust. Um, recently came from hospitality and catering, so it's something very different to what I'm used to doing. Um, yeah, we, we work on a 250-year-old canal system. We maintain it, we look after it, and we get as many people involved as possible, including lots of volunteers as well as staff. Uh, so, did you have any experience at all in canals before you switched across? I absolutely no idea. I was one of the few people that knew the canals was around me, but um, no boating, fishing, anything like that wasn't really wasn't really my thing. But yeah, definitely now I love I love being out there and on the side of the canals on the boats. And so, really, it was all about the enthusiasm and personal qualities rather than previous experience and qualifications. Definitely, with Canal and River Trust, the one thing they really like is um, they, they, they're happily and, and will openly say they hire people from different industries, um, but they want passion, they want um, enthusiasm, they want dedication, they want people that really care and go out and, and, and do what they you know, want to care for the towns and, and do the work and get things changed and happening. And so is there any advice that you'd give to people who might, you know, that might be interested in uh, they think they can make a difference to our canals, our rivers, our natural environment. Have a look on our website, um, but yeah, just do a bit of research, always helps. Um, but yeah, just, just show, show enthusiasm, don't be worried if it's not something you've already done. Um, show enthusiasm and just demonstrate that you really want to do that and, and you, it will not do you wrong, you'll, you'll do really well by just showing a bit of enthusiasm and passion about the, about the environment, about the canals. Great, well thank you very much. Thank you. I'm joined by Tom, who's an apprentice waterways officer at the Canal and River Trust. Tom, tell us a bit about your role with the Canal and Rivers Trust. Um, I started five weeks ago as an apprentice, so it's a two-year uh, role with an apprenticeship level three at the end of it. Um, I've been there five weeks already, so I've been kind of getting used to the local area, uh, working with a great bunch of guys who are quite dedicated, so they're giving me all their knowledge and skills for the role. And then my course at the college starts in a few weeks' time, so I'll go off at various times throughout the next two years to learn independent skills, which will help me um, in my role currently. 
currently. Brilliant. And have you found your first five weeks? It's been really quite exciting. I'm from the Black Country anyway, so I kind of know a little bit about the local area, but kind of finding out all the intricacies of the canal network and where it runs through the Black Country and how it impacts the local people uh, has been quite enlightening, really. So what, what is it you were doing before you started this apprentice? Um, mainly in the past few years, I've been in a customer service uh, facing role. So I worked in hotels, worked in the airport. So for me, it is a slight shift change in career. But the reason for me taking this kind of role is I haven't had any formal qualifications for about 20 years since leaving school. And this apprenticeship allows me to gain a qualification whilst also being in work at the same time. So this apprenticeship really is a, a, a change in career after quite a lot of experience in a completely different uh, part of work. Absolutely. I mean, I'm kind of interested in the whole environment anyway and the canals being from the local area, but it gives me the ability to, to gain an extra skill that will take me on to further progression. And, and how did you get the apprenticeship? What did you have to do? Um, I applied online through the website. I had to fill in a, uh, an application. After the application, I was then invited to record three separate questions uh, via video, answering certain aspects. And from those videos, I was chosen uh, through a selection process for an interview. Great. Well, thanks for joining us, Tom. No worries. Thank you. And I'm joined by Liz from Waldron Solicitors. Liz, I mean, obviously, Waldrons, know them as a well-known local solicitor's uh, practice. What kind of vacancies do you have at the moment? Today, we're really pleased to be here today. We've got two paralegal roles that we're looking for. Um, doesn't have to be young people. Um, a little bit of experience is um, preferred for a paralegal role, um, and that's within our family department um, currently. But, you know, to be a paralegal, um, people can come in at an admin level, which we don't currently have an admin level today, but that happens on a regular basis. Um, where we, you know, when we think we're expanding, we do have other offices in the region. King Swinford office, we're looking to expand further in that in the, in the, um, in the future, um, as well as our Worcester office and Dudley office. Um, we're currently just taken on a new person for our criminal defence department. So there's there's lots of different ways that people can become involved within a law firm. Um, admin, it talks about we've got the post room, the accounts department, reception area, so it doesn't all have to be based on a legal qualification. And, and that's really important, isn't it? Because obviously people think if they want to work uh, in some role in the, in the law, then really the only path into it is you know, three year plus law degree plus professional qualifications. And there are other ways in. Absolutely. I mean, that is, you know, obviously that's a lot of people want to do that. And they're always asking us about training contracts, um, which we like to see, you know, some commitment from people. So the paralegal role is good in that respect. But also we've now got paralegal apprentice um, a, a positions. Um, one, one person in particular, she's just joined um, us as a paralegal apprentice, Morgan. And um, that way she can learn. As she's going along, she hasn't got to take on the debt of the three-year uh, degree level, plus then a master's or how, and then the training contracts after that. So no, it's an ideal way to come in. And the apprenticeship is something quite new to us as a as paralegal. And what kind of person are you looking for? What makes a good paralegal? Someone, I mean, from all walks of life, but someone who really shows that they care and that they are actually interested in the services that we provide. Again, we want it to be have an interest in within the law, 
but there may be a, a certain aspect of the law. It doesn't have to be just family or divorce. It can be property. We do have quite a large property department in this area. Um, so we are looking for somebody who's kind, considerate, that is pa passionate about offering a very good service to people um, and that will give, give time um, to anybody that walks through our doors. And what do you think Waldrons have to offer to uh, people who are interested? We have um, we have very good social committees. Um, so we have outside of the uh, uh, you know the training facilities that we do offer, and we do uh, regular monthly internal training. Um, our IT department set that out. We have um, social committees there and social funds. We have lots of fun days. Um, we try and encourage people to go out and do some volunteering. Um, and um, we, we, we offer competitive rates of pay, which obviously, you know, we don't like to think that that's what it's all about, but ultimately people will ask that question. Um, and we do, if we see someone who is keen to progress, our HR department would spot that within appraisal and, you know, if, if people are shining, it becomes apparent anyway. But then we do offer a, a progression. And what advice would you give to it might be a young person who wants to start out in a career in law, or perhaps it's uh, someone more experienced who's looking at a career change that they'd always wanted to perhaps work in, in yes. law. Yeah, well, I've just been speaking to uh, one of our um, attendees today, and she's doing exactly that. She's not sure. She was formerly in accountancy, and uh, she wants to change, um, in, come with, into the law. So she's studying and not doing an online course herself, um, to be um, a paralegal uh, assistant and a legal secretarial course she's, she's currently doing and she just said to me what what would help me get a role uh, within Waldron's or uh, you know within a, 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 the profession itself so I just gave you some tips there and I've just said you know try and um, it's not about you don't need to know the law as you come into it but it is about people skills and I think I would and I said that too but just try Try and understand, re do some research on a little bit about procedures in different departments, house sales, property, um, conveyancing, wills and probate. Um, so to just, just try and you know, show that you, you, you're prepared to learn. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Liz. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.